0: Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer.
1: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
0: A wild range of topics to get into this week, including Justin Bieber's whereabouts, both emotionally and physically. We will also discuss, this is going to be a emotionally intense episode all around, I guess, uh, the possible separation within the palace between brothers and princes, Harry and William.
1: We are also going to discuss how Meghan and Harry ended their royal trip with a very unprecedented photo op. I'm very excited to get Josh's take on that. We're also going to discuss another unprecedented royal development Doria Ragland's reported invitation to spend Christmas with the royal family.
0: But the Australia tour behind us, we have sort of a new opening for all sorts of interesting, weird, funky royal stories, I feel like.
1: And just in time, I, I'm, I really want to get to Justin. I want to figure out what's going on with him.
0: But let's start with the tree photo, I think, as we're going to lovingly call it. <laughs> we have a voicemail to play to get us into the section, right?
1: Yes, this is Aaron from Sacramento.
2: Hi, guys. This is Erin from Sacramento again. I called a couple weeks ago with some thoughts about how far along Megan is after the baby announcement. Thanks for playing my message. I wanted to call back because Australian tour has not really confirmed for me one way or the other when the due date is. I mean, in some photos, she looked like definitely visibly pregnant, and then in others, not at all. So I'm still kind of stumped on this and holding on to some conspiracy theories There is one photo in particular I wanted to talk about. It was posted today on the Instagram Thursday. I think it's a final photo of the tour thanking the Australian people for their hospitality and whatnot. And it's basically a faraway shot of Megan. She's like in the forest. And the photo credit goes to Harry, which I think is adorable. And it just struck me as so not royal. And so vegan. like she's wearing like leggings and sneakers and a puffy coat. And she does look pregnant in this, probably also emphasized by the fact that she's like cradling her belly. But this basically felt to me like the photo she would post on the TIG announcing her pregnancy if she was not married to a prince. And so I'm just loving it and made me so happy she got to do her thing and wondering what kind of finagling it took behind the scenes for this to be allowed. Um, But would love to hear what you guys think about the picture. Thanks again. Love the show. Bye.
0: Julie and I were both freaking out last week, I think, when this was posted, because I feel like you n- nailed it completely on the head, Aaron. because this is truly, like, the most Megan photo, just in terms... I feel like this should be studied in art history classes for, like, centuries to come.
1: I think it will be.
0: I don't know, Julie, if you had the same kind of like process go on but i didn't notice megan was even in it at first because i i feel like when it was on my phone i just saw the trees and i was like oh it's kind of an artsy photo for the kensington royal instagram to post and then upon obviously zooming in and closer examination i noticed our megan was in it but it's a weird outlier in terms of like the kinds of photos you see on this instagram account like i can't overstate that
1: I just love it so much because you know that Megan framed it. Maybe she had Harry stepping in and she like had that phone at the exact angle, the exact distance told him what to get in the shot. I would love that outtake.
0: A hundred percent. Like I need to see this behind the scenes footage of what went on for Megan to like have get Harry exactly in the right distance away. Cause you know, she has so much experience with these kind of photo setups. Also, I feel, um, this kind of caption aaron did a good job kind of explaining it obviously already but like it it kind of thinks it's like a message from them and it gives harry photo credit but i thought this was like one of the more tig things we've seen yet there's a quote in here which is credited to kate shepherd and the quote is the rain that refreshes the parched ground is made up of single drops and that just to me is like Megan has been ha- has had that in the notes app of her phone, I feel like for weeks now, ready to deploy. and like I feel like in in her old days of having an Instagram account, that would have gone up, you know, like inspirational quote style as its own post. But this was the closest she could get to doing that now, I feel like
1: she's such a pro. was it was it the first day of the trip when they landed in that area that had been? suffered a drought, and when they landed, all of a sudden the rain started falling from the sky. I love that she bookended this trip with a quote that kind of refers back to that, and also Kate Shepard is considered one of the most prominent members of the women's suffrage movement in New Zealand. So, girl has her bases covered. Like, all of her speeches were very much about uh, feminism and very uh, equality Promoting, that is definitely not the way to say it, but I just, this makes me so excited for the future because if she's throwing in this curveball at the end of her first royal trip, imagine the potential, maybe she will steer Kensington Palace to have a more interactive social media account. Even, like, a politician like Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, they're really good with taking people behind the scenes.
0: Completely. I feel like this is definitely the whole tour. We talked about this a lot last week in terms of the kind of uh, Instagram-y moments and, like, obviously with the banana bread we can't talk about enough, but we will try to put it aside this episode. Like, I feel like all those kind of moments that were really, like, PR victories for them a little bit, or for Megan, and then I feel like this was like the perfect, this bookend made so much sense to me as like for this tour specifically. It really felt like Megan was getting to put her spin on the all the traditions that we're used to from all the Kate William tours. I mean, even just the fact that there was like a photo credits handed out to, I don't know, just it was a lot, it felt like a very modern royal tour that we have not seen yet.
1: I'm so excited for the future. Um, and just to discuss a little bit more about Megan's anticipated due dates. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know really anything more, although the Thea designer did clarify since our last episode.
0: So last week we did, we um, played a voicemail and we talked about this bridal show that had happened, we thought, in April, or some people had said it was in April, which would have made, if Megan had been working on the dress then, it would have been kind of time-wise a little bit confusing. And then I think a bunch of you wrote us to say that there was another bridal show that took place in the fall, right, Julie?
1: Right, so she isn't secretly nine months pregnant.
0: Right, the timeline makes a little bit more sense because there was apparently another fall bridal show. So that must have been the one that the designer was talking about, I guess.
1: Right, so she's due in spring. Spring technically is between March 20th and June 21st. She wore that stacked ring that we mentioned last week that has her birthstone harry's birthstone in a mystery a diamond which is an april birthstone april would line up with that spring due date theory
0: as aaron pointed out in her message and then i think a lot of the commentators also noted it was just very hard to assess how far along she was i felt like and your sister weighed in as well with some great... In, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this insider intel.
1: Grace recently gave birth. She was in pretty good shape, I would say. Pretty good shape, I think she would agree. She said, I mean, everyone is different, but I know with mine and in a lot of first pregnancies, especially if you have a strong core from, say, a regular yoga practice you don't show as early.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I'm definitely calling that insider intel.
1: Right. So she was speculating maybe five months, which would mean she was due in March, in March. But I don't know. I think March, April. We should just clear out our schedule for those those months.
0: We will see Megan again this coming weekend. She is going to be at the Remembrance Day festivities. I think back-to-back days with Kate and William as well. So, we'll get into that on next week's episode but um let us all we'll have to kind of regroup then and see what we think
1: do we should we just put together some sort of Meghan Markle app and it's just about like anticipating Everyone her next gets a
0: push notification like <laughs> yes. a countdown like we're 5 days from the most recent and then we have 5 days until the next what other way is there to measure one's life i am very excited for that appearance cuz i feel like kate and meghan have not been in the same place Actually, no, it's not true, Eugenie's wedding. But 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 it has not for an official event where it's like the focus is on them. Um, I feel like that will be fun.
1: I wish that Kate Middleton would throw Megan some sort of baby shower, but I'm sure that's frowned upon in royal circles.
0: <laughs> I would love that. I definitely had the thought this past weekend, Priyanka Chopra had her bridal shower, I think it was, in Amsterdam. And... I was thinking to myself, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones was there. Um, Elizabeth Chambers, uh, Army Hammer's wife, um, like a bunch of kind of other notables. And I was wondering for a split second, I was like, do they have it in Amsterdam so that Megan could like hop over for a dinner, like one of the Ooh, nights or something.
1: I love that.
0: But obviously no one included Megan in their Instagramming. And there was a lot of Instagramming of this bridal shower. But I feel like Amsterdam isn't the most obvious location for Priyanka Chopra to have her bridal shower. And it sort of felt to me like potentially it was made for Megan's convenience. I'm just, that's my little conspiracy theory I'm throwing out there.
1: I love that theory. I'm going to dig into I'm going to wait for more kind of photos to surface.
0: Yeah. A lot of these topics relate to like shifting mores in the royal family, I feel. If we're going to give a thematic umbrella to this episode. Doria Ragland, mother to Meghan, one of the breakout stars, I'm going to say, from the royal wedding back in May, had a six-hour or some sort of meeting with Oprah before the wedding at some point. Another kind of exciting Doria moment. I guess Doria is moving to London, though I saw some Daily Mail photos of her in LA this past weekend. I guess it sort of feels to me like she's still splitting her time, but I think the general consensus is that she was eventually going to be making the move full-time to London, And then the Sunday Express reported this weekend that the Queen has invited Doria to Sandringham for Christmas. The reason this is so notable is that, I guess, Kate's family has never once been asked to come hang out in Sandringham over the holidays. So the Sunday Express is explaining that this is a very thoughtful gesture, according to their source, on the part of the Queen for the pregnant Duchess's mother to be invited and seen as an unusual move the queen i guess this is a a mark of respect for the duchess on the part of the queen is how it's being interpreted it's definitely interesting that i guess this is seen as such a break from precedent because you wouldn't normally see in-laws get the invite but i don't know if you have the same reaction julie like to me it sort of seemed not obvious but like I would feel so sad if Doria couldn't spend Christmas with Megan. Like it sort of feels to me like this is her only daughter, her only child. Um, Like obviously she's pregnant. I don't know. Just I was like, yeah, I'm glad the Queen is doing this, but like, I don't know. I I sort of feel like this is like this should be the case.
1: Right, right. It was kind of one of those things that I hadn't thought about at all before. Yeah, me either. Right. I guess when the
0: story broke, I was like, oh, right. I guess this is kind of like interesting but like I don't know Um, so yeah usually I guess Kate's family has joined the royals at church on Christmas morning but they've stayed at nearby Anmer Hall rather than Sandringham itself the Queen's invitation would show respect and acknowledge that Meghan unlike Kate has no other family in Britain the source said uh, a spokesperson for the palace declined to comment
1: I'm curious if the Middletons had also extended an offer or how that worked out how that played out right
0: uh- Okay, so I guess one of the questions we have to ask, unfortunately, is do we think Kate is going to love this? I don't know if she really cares that much at this point. Because it seems so common sense, sort of, I guess I could see Kate just thinking, like, you know, she has her mother, father, brother, sister, all there. They all they all have each other. They I don't know, I feel like they wouldn't want to even necessarily stay at Sandringham. I guess I feel like this, everyone's going to kind of think this is fine. That's my uncontroversial opinion, but do you feel like maybe there's something more provocative going on behind the scenes?
1: I don't know. I don't, it's hard because I guess it would be for Kate hard not to spend Christmas, especially with her sister, given our sister just had a baby, you know? Oh, good point. But I guess they'll have a different celebration.
0: I always sort of assume Kate's family was there, and I sort of feel like they are. They just sleep somewhere different. It seems like a very technical thing because they stay at nearby Anmer Hall. They don't stay at Sandringham, but like they're still there. They go to church with them.
1: Controversial opinion here. I would if I'm Kate Middleton's dad or maybe her brother, I'd kind of be relieved that I don't have to spend Christmas there just because I wouldn't feel as comfortable like they can all put on their sweatpants.
0: Exactly. I don't think you can come out in the like tank top and flannels. And, like, you know, sit around kind of eating from a bag of Doritos to watch Netflix when you're in the Queens.
1: Although my fantasy fiction of Christmas morning is going to include Doria offering everybody, you know, the chance to take part in some spontaneous, like, yoga routine. Yoga.
0: You know they're going to do some early morning yoga and try to recruit Kate and Pippa. And there's going to be this kind of, like, group text going... And Kate and Pippa are going to sidebar to try to be like, do we want to actually do this? Because they're like, you, they're probably going to like want them to get up at like six in the morning or something.
1: And Dory and Megan just extended the invitation to be nice, but it turns into this whole disaster. Oh, okay.
0: oh, I love that. Also, oh, I should point out another facet of the reporting about this story, which is that there was already a sort of precedent break last year for Christmas, which I had kind of forgotten which was that Megan got to go even though they weren't married yet, which was at the time seen as controversial.
1: Oh, I love this.
0: So I sort of feel like if that already happened, that seems more controversial than this.
1: Right. I think. It doesn't seem like they have many extended family members. So if, if the queen had offered Doria like plus one or plus two or plus the dogs, I think that would be more controversial.
0: Agreed you know Thomas and Samantha are going to have something to say about this. Thankfully, they've been a little bit quieter than you might have expected the past week or two. I feel like usually we always have to kind of debate if we're going to include them in an episode, and I feel like we haven't had that Actually, no. Right after the pregnancy, Samantha and Thomas both talked to the press, I guess.
1: I hope this signals that all of these media outlets are just not interested in paying Megan and Tom anymore. Any attention or money?
0: My final question on this Christmas situation is, how is Megan going to handle the gift giving this year? Because you know she's an immaculate gift giver. If there's anything we know about her, she's going to give like these thoughtful, personalized like, kind of Christmas presents to everyone. George and Charlotte definitely getting their own special gifts.
1: She already has a page in that binder devoted to gift ideas.
0: <laughs> and everyone's going to get a handwritten, beautifully, you know, c- beautiful calligraphy. Ever- like, everyone's going to get, like, a name plate or something, too. She's probably going to do the um place seatings or whatever with her calligraphy background. I'm wondering, though, can she keep this up? Does she have to kind of set a precedent now of, like... You know what I mean? I feel like if she if you if you go overboard this year, oh. she's kind of getting herself in trouble down the road. Like if everyone gets this like kind of really really intense personalized present, and she can kind of use the pregnancy, I feel like as an excuse a little bit this year if she doesn't want to go so overboard if i were her i would take it back one notch this year
1: i feel like this speaks more to our psyches that we would take this as an excuse to kind of phone it in i know
0: this what a horrible person i am that my feeling is like how can you get out of the gift giving you know what i'm saying though
1: the grinch's first cameo on in the limelight yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I guess we can. We have time to discuss for the next month or two what's going to go on for their Christmas uh, endeavors.
1: You know it would be the brown nosiest gift Megan could have gotten for the Queen if at each of the stops on the royal tour or something like she made a little scrapbook or she brought her back something from each of her... Uh. Little territories um, from the Commonwealth. even a little
0: corgi keychain or something in every city they went to.
1: I was thinking something a little more original, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Corgi keychain, I feel like any old fool can come up with.
1: But I would love a corgi. I've never seen one. I guess that is original.
0: No, yours is better because it's like uh, every, she like, would take from each place something special for the queen from her commonwealth or whatever. Right. Ooh, or if she had like every um, kind of dignitary they met, kind of film like a little video. Oh for my her gosh. IPhone, and then she could kind of like splice together kind of a hello to the queen from all the different people they came across.
1: Wow. That is so good.
0: I'd love to see her camera roll from her Australia tour. Because we know she's just constantly snapping little photos. I feel like I guess she can't really do it in public though. Another big Megan-related, eh, Megan-adjacent story. I'm gonna call it that broke last week that got a lot of attention, uh, and a few of you I think sent it to us or saw it was that um, Harry and William are potentially going to split up. When I first saw this headline, I was very confused about what it meant. And there's since been kind of like more reporting around it. But basically, the Sunday Times ran a story that the headline was Princess Harry and William to call it a day for their double act, which is such a British and like kind of dramatic way to put it. Um, (laughs) But the actual story isn't quite as intense. Basically, it says that they are considering a formal division of their joint royal household, Uh, which is based at Kensington palace and the creation of separate courts to reflect their increasingly different responsibilities. Actually, maybe this is as dramatic as people think a source close to William and Harry said, the brothers have leaned on each other and looked after each other since their mother died, but now they have their own families. They no longer rely on each other as before. Uh, Sources say the princes will have separate staff and offices, but there will still be a close communication between the two. What's your initial take on this, Julie?
1: I feel like this is Megan's influence, but for good, because the kind of goodwill she wants to be doing, and I think Harry wants to be doing, isn't quite as formal as yeah. William well, has also to.
0: it makes sense to that. Um, I'm going to read this quote in a second, but uh, that Charles. Like Charles diverged from his siblings in a way because, you know, when you're like an heir to the throne, you just what you're doing is different. Um, I was actually, I guess I've always thought from when I first started working here and had to be kind of on the royals' day to day lives in the way that I am, like I felt surprised that there was, was one press person for William, Kate and Harry all together. Like it it always seemed interest or even the the way the Kensington Royal Instagram account operated where it was like for William, Kate and Harry, it always was like Harry was kind of just lumped in with William and Kate and didn't have his own team and it always I guess made some sense, but you wouldn't really see like um I can't think of a what's a good example? Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, and Jennifer Garner all having the same rep. I don't know. That was a horrible example. But, uh, like, Just like you wouldn't normally see, like Prince Harry, you might think would have his own representation and his own team, but he didn't. So I guess I sort of feel like it's exactly as you said. It's not like about Megan in like a weird way. It's like, yeah, this is just makes sense that they would start to have separate teams. I can't believe I just compared <laughs> the Affleck and Jen Garner to Kate. I feel uh, like Casey
1: would be so honored <laughs> by that comparison. Um, I well, don't know.
0: So I, yeah, I feel like it's about time.
1: And I can't wait because if we manage to get them on the beach, Harry and Meghan, in that good vibe circle with the guy and all the day glow paints under like a joint's press office, like imagine where we can go with their own spin.
0: Here's what Sally Bedell Smith uh, told Vanity Fair. It was always an anomaly for Harry and William to be so close. When you look at Charles and his siblings, there was never that closeness. Because of Charles's status as heir, he has inevitably been in a separate category. And now I think the same will be the case for William. His life is moving along a different path from Harry's. Um, that that sounds like intense in a way that makes me feel a little sad. I also wondered though, and maybe this is me being a little optimistic I kind of feel like they're always... I don't think it's going to be like Charles and his siblings. Like, I just feel maybe because there's just two of them or maybe it's because, like, they've just kind of been so close their whole lives. I don't see them, like, verging apart in the way that... But Julie has other thoughts about this, as I could just sense.
1: If William and Harry are like any other brothers, maybe I know, I feel like it's going to depend on how well Kate and Meghan get along, right? Because I feel like they, at the end of the day, even though William is the heir to the throne, have a lot of control over the direction. And I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see how this all
0: No, I unravels. think that's a good point. Because also, like, I feel (laughs) this is like a crazy, I'm just going all out with the analogies today, but I do feel like in in one's adult life, who your friends marry actually does have a huge bearing on how often you see them socially. Exactly. And like, I I know of so many cases of this in my adult life. And I feel like if William, exactly what you're, I mean, if like somehow it's a little, this is obviously like the most extreme version of this in the world, but because of the microscope they're under, but... I feel like yeah, if the, if they all love hanging out as a foursome, then I'm sure it will happen a lot. If they don't, maybe it won't. The kids might ch- the kids might change that though, cuz like maybe there aren't going to be a ton of kids for like Harry and Megan's kid to hang out with.
1: True, that's true. As always, Josh articulated that point much better. That's set. It's going to be very interesting to follow.
0: Also, I was confused about how this all played into like where they're living. At the end of, the, I think, the a few of the write-ups I was looking at, they all indicated that Harry and Meghan are still expected to move into the 21-room apartment that is right next door to William and Kate's uh, uh, shortly before they welcome their child in the spring. So, even if they have separate staffs and start doing kind of more separate things, they're still living right next to each other. Like I feel like that's the thing I would think would be separated before the like staffs being separated.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm intrigued to follow this though. This kind of like to see how often they make appearances of the force and what goes on from here. But let's quickly, vastly change topics.
1: Right. So the the prince of. Our hearts? Hollywood? I don't know. Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Josh found this article that people published under kind of the most tragic headline I've ever seen.
0: Especially from people. I feel like in the Daily Mail or other places, the headline wouldn't have stood out as much.
1: Justin Bieber feels something is missing from life, but is grateful for Haley Baldwin. I've never empathized, felt for Haley Baldwin as much as I do after reading that headline alone. I just, I feel a little bit bad.
0: The reason it's such an amazing headline is because it puts on, like, equal plane, like, the question of the meaning of life and one's feelings about Haley Baldwin. (laughs) It's, like, the weirdest juxtaposition. He feels something is missing from life, but is grateful for Haley Baldwin.
1: Right, was there a whole workshop in that people office where they initially had its songs Haley mentioned, and then they were like, okay, we have to make this We need to get
0: Haley in here, exactly.
1: (laughs) Okay, so according to the source who spoke with people, People, Justin has his up and down days like everyone else what he struggles with mostly is that he knows he is beyond blessed but he has days when he feels empty and confused he feels something is missing from his life that can't be bought it's a missing feeling of happiness
0: So this is so dark
1: I know that he he recently married Baldwin in September so this is less than two months later The insider explained he's very much grateful for his amazing life, and especially for Haley. It's difficult for him that he can't just enjoy everything and feel happy. I guess he's dialed back his work, which sources say is so that he can spend more time with Baldwin. But then people track down, and I love this, a religious source. So I assume that's his pastor or like God phoning in that's part of... Justin's resistance to work is because he's been on the go for a long time and he's enjoying a laid back season of life. He's enjoying time with the woman he loves and doesn't want anything to get in the way of that. He'll get back to work soon. But the truth is that he doesn't have to because of all of his money. Haley understands how hard Justin has worked for so long and is fine with him taking a break. If she has things she wants to do, Justin's fine with that. The source continued, there has been a little bit of conflict, but nothing out of the ordinary. They're still very much in love and their families love each other. That's all that matters. Josh. Hmm.
0: I'm always interested with these kind of stories that run like in people because I feel like that's where like you get the stuff that's very I hesitate to say like true fully, but just like, I don't know. It's a very, this is a reputable, it's like you're a celebrity and like you're going to, and you know, people's running a story about you. It's likely that it's based at least somewhat in truth. They're not really running like the rumory stuff.
1: Right. And they don't run things off of just one source. They have at least no. two sources. And they're usually very friendly to the celebrities. Because exactly.
0: That's the other thing. So I feel like the fact that this is kind of a, Bleak tail. <laughs> like it kind of paints this picture of like him being sort of like confused and wayward, but like still trying to like spend time with Haley. It makes me feel like either his team wants to like, I don't know, set the scene for something that's coming up in the future, or like, I don't know, is he going to like release a song about his like struggles, or like, I don't know, it just, it just makes me feel like there's something else that they're gearing up for.
1: Well, it could also be in response to there have been various sightings of Justin Bieber around the world crying, which it's interesting that people doesn't directly like loop back to those.
0: That's true. That's actually a great point.
1: So maybe it's kind of Justin Bieber's camp's official way of responding to these without... Kind of
0: like directly saying, and and the one that I definitely feel like we should point out was that they were seen. Justin was seen crying at a Harry Potter themed bar.
1: I, I have the article. <laughs> of the, I need
0: to know more about this. Where is this place, by the way?
1: According to the Daily Mail, Bieber and Baldwin were at the Leaky Cauldron at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, on Sunday. This isn't this past Sunday, but the Sunday before when a bout of tears struck the sorry singer. A source told the outlet that Bieber's security had the bar cleared out as the couple ordered drinks after 11.15 p.m. They just walked down and sat at a table while their security got to work. They ordered a couple of butter beers, the source claimed. And yes, there are pictures on Daily Mail of Bieber crying with his head in his hands and Baldwin comforting him josh
0: i mean the fact that this took place at a harry i mean right a harry potter themed bar is so beyond anything you could make up this is like the ultimate mad libs of like justin bieber and Haley baldwin crying at a harry potter themed bar like what also like how are they big i don't even i don't know i just i'm so confused and butterbeer like for this like it, the crying is really what makes it wild. Like, it's the oddest place I could imagine to have a breakdown. Also, imagine being, like, a 10-year-old who's been waiting, like, your whole life to go to this Harry Potter bar, and then, or, like, oh, I don't know, is it, do you have to be 18? I don't know, how old do you have to be to go to this Harry Potter bar? Anyway. Butterbeer
1: is non-alcoholic.
0: <laughs> non-alcoholic, right? Okay. God, I need, I need a Harry Potter expert on here. But I... Just imagining, like, a group of kids being there and then, like, being ushered out because Justin Bieber is having this kind of, like, meltdown. I just don't know what to say. I feel like it also is... You're, you're totally right. I think that this, like, people report... I think they... It was probably his team's way of trying to, like, respond... But he's been crying a lot publicly.
1: Here are a few other instances. Just a few weeks ago on October 11th, Bieber was spotted by paparazzi crying in his car with Baldwin, according to Entertainment Tonight, over what seemed to be the news of his ex-girlfriend Selena Gomez's reported hospitalization. The couple Mm. was reportedly on the way to Bieber's pastor's home in Beverly Hills. In the photos, Bieber looks very emotional and Baldwin appears to be pretty stoic. They cite another instance back in July when Bieber was seen crying with Baldwin during a bike ride in the New York summer sunshine. According to People, Bieber was crying with his face in his hands while Baldwin comforted him and rubbed his back, their city bikes tossed aside. Later, it was her turn to cry in a restaurant in Tribeca, where Bieber was comforting her and caressing her face.
0: This is all very odd. Also, if like if this is all going on in public, it's just all like I, I don't really know very many people who would just be that comfortable, let alone ones who are getting photographed everywhere they go, just crying in public.
1: I know. I guess TMZ caught up with him shortly after the city bike tear incident. And Bieber was holding a self-help book called The Meaning of Marriage. And he explained it was a simply a bad day and a long road that's marriage. Josh, I, I feel so bad. I, the one thing missing from these reports that I, I hope they get uh, is some sort of help. I hope they're seeing some sort of therapist, yeah. especially Justin. It seems like he's really going through some sort of existential crisis which I can even imagine. I feel like I'm going through one and I wasn't some YouTube sensation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also, maybe a sign that things are going okay for them is that they got matching tattoos.
1: (laughs) I love that you say that as a sign that things are going well. Okay. This report comes from the celebrity tattoo artist named Bang Bang who I guess spoke to people. I mean... I have so many questions. Okay, Justin's tattoo is on his face. And I guess, th- so nobody really even knew about this tattoo. And the artist came out of the woodwork to confirm that yes, he gave Justin the tattoo. It's underneath his eyebrow, it's thin and delicate, and he's doing a very good job of laying low. Bang Bang did not even attempt to describe Haley's tattoo.
0: But that's confusing, isn't it? They're matching but not in the same location is the idea.
1: They're calling these couple tattoos, but they're saying they're untraditional couple tattoos. So really what I think happened is they went and got tattoos together.
0: Uh, They just got tattoos at the same time, right?
1: Page six is speculating. They have a photo that they zoomed in and they're seeing a very small and delicate tattoo that appears to spell out the word grace underneath one of Bieber's eyebrows. We have no idea where Haley's tattoo is, but this is not their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth tattoo. Justin Bieber is said to have over 60 tattoos, and Haley has 19. Haley has specified they're all little ones. I'm running out of spots to put the little ones. Adding that eventually, when I have kids one day, I want to get my kids' names, and I want to have the spots for that. Josh.
0: That's smart planning. <laughs> You've got to say some spots for your kids' names. Everyone knows that. Any tattoo connoisseur. Um, the fact that he has 60 tattoos is surprising to me. I would have estimated, if someone had asked me, I would have said 25 for Bieber, and I would have said 6 for Haley. I think. So I would be vastly off. Um, yeah, I guess I hope they're okay. I, I I'm always, like... I I hope if, like, I don't know, I feel like at this point, if you're a celebrity with all the resources in the world, if something's wrong, you go, you hide out, you go to rehab, you do any sort of number of things. So I assume he's okay, but it's just he's going through some, like, emotional turbulence. I also wonder how the church stuff plays into all of this. We know they're very religious, they're very involved with Hillsong. I don't know, I feel like maybe a lot of this has to do with, like, the teachings of the church they're in. For a while, I was seeing a lot of things that were trying to link it to Selena Gomez. And I feel like that's just kind of tabloids trying to make something a little more salacious out of it. That's my read, based on absolutely no inside knowledge.
1: One of my friends actually saw Justin Bieber the on Sunday.
0: Woo, I love something We need a little like a new a noise for this like some in the Limelight exclusive report.
1: She saw him at a clothing store in Los Angeles and he looked very skinny and maybe not in his best. Spirit
0: So I assume she would have said if Haley was there as well, so are we sort of are we to assume it was a solo outing for Justin?
1: solo outing for Justin I just I hope they have a support system. I th- hope that they can use this to maybe promote awareness about mental health like Harry and Meghan have done.
0: mm, I love that spin, Julie Get yeah, Olivia Pope over here gonna do some crisis management <laughs> right oh. <laughs>
1: what's their organization heads together
0: yeah something like that um if anyone else has spotted justin in the wild crying or not let us know i do feel also i would cry if i was being followed by 80 photographers everywhere i went that's my that's my personal spin but that's been his whole life
1: yeah, no I I just keep going back to the Harry Potter Hogwarts bar and just if you have all that security why aren't they just ushering him out? Butterbeer isn't going to solve anyone's problems.
0: I need the backstory about their and in, their interest slash like uh, we've talked before about their kind of unusual places they spot like pop up. But, like, how they ended up at this Harry Potter bar, did they realize it even was a Harry Potter bar? I could kind of see the two of them just chant, walking in, not even really knowing.
1: But they were at Universal Studios.
0: Oh, that's true. So they definitely knew where they were going. But, like, this is what I really want. And someone who was there that night to talk about getting ushered out because of this.
1: That would be the holy grail. I would almost be willing to pay.
0: If that was you, DM us and we'll we'll negotiate. Which is a great time for us to give you our handles. So that does it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, give, leave us a comment, give us some stars, whatever it may be, on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps us find new listeners, and it will av- make us avoid having any sort of breakdowns in public.
1: I was really curious where you were going to go with that uh, we also have a number you can call in and leave any sort of message tip correction life advice
0: fashion advice
1: astrological reading we will take it all three four seven seven nine zero zero nine six six also feel free to reach out to us on twitter at in the limelight individually i am julie w miller
0: and i'm a j duboff we also are on instagram at in the limelight pod This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no No bad bad energy. energy.